Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. I got a great show on for you tonight. I'm going to talk about that 49er Cowboy game. Where does Dak Prescott rank? And is uh, are simply the 49ers just this good? Uh, go over my good scope, bad scope. Where I had stuff right, where I was wrong for what I thought was going to happen this weekend. Talk a little Bills, Bills game. Nathaniel Hackett gets revenge. Uh, and there may be more problems than uh, one would foresee with the Denver Broncos and more. I'll be back here in 49 seconds. We'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports. That is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you and enjoy the program. All righty then. Yeah, I was looking at this baseball thing. You know, so the Braves, best record in baseball. You know, I was talking about them during the summer. And that means nothing if, if you get punked out in the first uh, round like they are right now, being no hit. Look, what what is that, Pickles? Uh, being no hit through, what, five innings? Haven't scored a single run in 14 innings. I mean, that's, you know what, that, that regular season stuff doesn't mean anything if you do not do it in the postseason, uh, that's the team I had growing up. You know, they, they played great in the regular season, and the bats go cold, and they fold like a cheap suit uh, in the postseason, Pickles. Uh, and I said that's, like I said, uh, as hot as they were back in July and August, means nothing. Come October, uh, you lay an egg currently like they are now and i know they got a few more games to go but uh man that that's pathetic okay let's talk about last night okay now the 49ers i think they are that good i i do think and and i got i got some takes on the cowboys of course i thought the 49ers win didn't think they'd win 42 to 10 uh but if i'm if i'm cal shanahan and, and, and john lynch their main goal from here on now is, is pace and health and complacency. I just mentioned it looks like the Braves are choking up again. Uh, you don't want to uh, flame out uh, in, in, in the regular season. You want to pace yourself. You want to be playing your best football towards the end of the season. Uh, try, so, you know, try out some of your depth. Uh, make sure you've got depth at running back. But I do think they are playing that good right now. You know, uh, Shanahan shouldn't have an issue. San Francisco hasn't got to the Super Bowl since 2019. Uh, so they, they should be hungry throughout. Christian McCaffrey never been to the Super Bowl. So uh, he, he is, at, of course, you got Brock Purdy. I mentioned Brock Purdy, a second-year guy. Uh, listen, he's playing really well. Uh, his, his numbers for the MVP are going way up. About ten times the margin. So uh, they also have uh, the most cap space right now. Brock Purdy was a seventh round last pick, Mister Irrelevant. They've got Jimmy Garoppolo's contract on uh, gone, and they've shored up their defensive line with Hargrave there. And and you know what? Like I said, it's just maintaining its pace. It's staying healthy. Um, but, but the good news is, if you are the 49ers, uh, part of me wants to say you won't the if you are 49ers management and coaching staff, maybe not players, 
But if you're that management and you're that coaching staff, you want the Eagles to continue to play well and win. You do not want to have it where you're getting so far out front where you start resting starters down the stretch there, uh, resting starters down the stretch and end up like the 2004, 2005, no way, 2005, 2006 Indianapolis Colts team got so far out in front. Tony Dungy rested players down the stretch. Long story short, their very first game in the divisional game, they played a hot wild card team, kind of like what Philadelphia is beating up on the Braves for, who they're currently no hitting. Uh, uh, came in there with a young quarterback, a second year, or yeah, rookie quarterback. Uh, no, second year, excuse me. Second year quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, beats them in a divisional game. That was probably the best regular season Colts team I've seen. This team may be better than the team that went to the Super Bowl, um, the, the team that went to the Super Bowl for the 49ers back in 2019. Uh, Garoppolo, I, I never got a sense that, that that Shanahan trusted Garoppolo as much as he trusted this Brock Purdy. Uh, we, we've already seen the numbers here. They're still calling aggressive plays late in the game. Uh it's a it's a difference in daylight and dark, you know. And I know Garoppolo has his accolades. Don't get me wrong; they did get to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo. But remember, they barely threw a pass in the NFC Championship game that game that year because they were running all over the Green Bay Packers like nobody's business that particular year. There, let me see if I can get some stats here on uh, Pretty's night here. Uh, Fox Sports put out. Uh, 12-0 when games he has started and finished. Uh, you know, the guy's just playing some really good football right now. Uh, he, he, like I said, I mean, for one thing, he's got the top QBR in the NFL, better than uh, Josh Allen, better than Tua, uh, better than Patrick Mahomes. That is one through four. Golf is number five, okay? So, I mean, it, it's – um. Let me see if I have anything else on. Purdy played pretty well. 5-0, and nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's plus 900 to win the MVP. He was plus 5,000 at one time. The Cowboys defense allowed more points versus the 49ers than they had the first four games of the season combined. So that, I mean, that is really, really playing well. I uh, also read that Cal Shanahan saw the Lions called the same trick play Sunday afternoon that he was planning to call Sunday night. It worked for the Lions, and it gave him the confidence it would work for the 49ers, okay? So, uh, like I said, it, it's all about maintaining. They are the best team in the league right now. They got the most balance. They are hungry. It, it, it's staying healthy and hungry and pace. Uh, down the stretch, I would try to lighten up some on McCaffrey's carries. That's what I would say. But I wouldn't go too complacent where I'm resting starters and that stuff of that nature. I'd rather go out playing hard and, and having guys get injured rather than uh, coming in there, being overly cautious and coming uh, to the first game sluggish and you catch a hot team, a wild card team, and you look up and you're – tied late in the game or you're down late in the game of the Super Bowl. Okay. Or the first playoff game. So uh looks like they're in good shape, you know. Uh yeah, and I and I'm looking at John Lynch. I don't think that John Lynch realizes that the general manager, the opportunity that this team has, and he doesn't want to be a part of a team that everybody's called a paper champion, a regular season uh, warrior or whatnot. Remember, he played for the uh, 1999, the 2000 Tampa Bay Bucks. Joy Porter called him a paper champion. Remember in 2002, they got over the hump. They won the Super Bowl, and now he knows how people look at that particular team, how good the defense was. So he's not going to let this team – uh, we got Halloween coming up. That's the trade deadline. 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't address some depth. They've already added uh, Randy Gregory from Denver. So, uh, you know, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Make your adjustments. They do have some uh, depth at quarterback now. Of course, they got Darnold. Let's see how he plays in the big game. Okay. Now, on the flip side, uh, Dak Prescott, he's just not a big game player. He, he's an intangibles guy. Tangibles are, uh, you know, strength, uh, 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 athleticism, ability to read defenses. Uh, intangibles are character in big games. He's got some intangibles. Good teammate. Didn't take a knee during the national anthem. Took a lot of flack for that. Uh, has got some wins for this team. Has been a pretty solid player. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, he, he's just not that great in the big moments. Three uh, three interceptions, quarterback rating of 40, QBR uh, rating of 51, QBR of 46. Uh, and he had a full-fledged offensive line here. No really uh, excuses for injuries. And I was listening to, you guys know that I do the Mac, Jack, and Jim Jeffcoat show on Sunday and Mac and Jack have a new show now called The Rap, Linda. Uh, I was listening to it on the way to work this morning, and I tell you, folks, it was very funny. Um, Jim Jeffcoat, former Dallas Cowboys, Cowboy played on a 92-93 championship winning teams there, and he loves Dak Prescott. Uh, Jack was really giving it to Mac, talking about on this morning show, how come he, he's got to question Dak Prescott. He... Uh, why uh, Dak Prescott isn't the greatest thing since sliced bread. Listen up. Jack Hirsch here on uh, The Wrap with uh, Mac and Jack this morning on their new program. You know, Mac, we do a show Sunday, the Mac, Jack, and Jim, Jim, Jeff Coach. That is a show, folks, that I am a part of. I come in 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central for 30 minutes, by the way. Uh, just a little side note. Listen up. Jack Hirsch on uh, Jim, Jeff Coat and the Dallas Cowboys love uh, Sunday football show. Jim Jeffcoat, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, played for them for a dozen years. Uh, every week he's picking the Cowboys to win. He's picked the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Mac, you've been very gentle with him. Very gentle. You know, you babied him. It's about time you come down on Jeffcoat. When you see him Sunday... Are you finally going to come down on him? This was their measuring stick. Jim came on the show briefly yesterday because he wanted to let us know the Cowboys were going to defeat the 49ers. Okay? Right. And they lose 42-10. Back Prescott, who Jim was bragging, was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Are you going to look me in the eye and say he's a top 10 quarterback now? <laughs> Okay, uh, listen, I don't know if you want to baby a six-foot whatever former defensive end of the NFL. I don't know about all that, you know. Uh, but I'll say this. Matt, Jack Jack Hirsch made a good point there. So would I put him in the top ten? And, you know, I, I went over the quarterbacks in the league. Here's Here's ten quarterbacks that I would take. No necessarily order that I would probably take over Dak Prescott. All right, um, really needs without saying, but I'm going to say it for the for for the the case of just making this show. Okay, uh, Patrick Mahomes, that's a given. Big game player. Joe Burrow already been in a Super Bowl, won multiple playoffs. Uh, big win for them. I know he's coming back from that calf. That's a given. Okay, uh, Jalen Hurts also been in the Super Bowl, much younger today. Would I take Jalen Hurts over Dak? Much better athlete, shown to be a bigger, uh, a bigger game player. That's a given. Uh, Josh Allen also won multiple playoff games, stronger arm, quicker. Remember, Josh Allen never really played under offensive minded head coach in the NFL. Uh, that's also a given. That's four. Justin Herbert, now you can punch back at me a little bit here, all right? Uh, Justin Herbert today, bigger, stronger, faster, younger. Uh, 
playing with the clown coach that probably shouldn't be his head coach. Uh, yes, I would take uh, Justin Herbert. If you put Justin Herbert on that Dallas Cowboy team, that's a different story. Um, we're talking about Dallas beating the 49ers or a possible field goal game one way or the other. In my opinion, that's number five. Okay, a lot of people's not going to like this one. Higher QBR, much more accurate, consistent quarterback. I would take Tua right now over Dak Prescott. I'm sorry. I would take Tua right now, as according, according to his accuracy, I would take him over Dak Prescott. Deshaun Watson, uh, Dallas, uh, Dallas, Dak's had more consistency. Consistent O-line. Dak had a great team around him his rookie year. Uh, he had a young Ezekiel Elliott. He had an uh, offensive line in his in their prime. He had a Hall of Fame tight end, even though it was back end of his career, his rookie year. They went 13-3 and to get put out in the divisional round, okay? Uh, so I would take Deshaun Watson. I would still take Deshaun Watson over him. Right now, uh, you look at the – he's already won a playoff game. He's perfect as a starter. I would take Brock Purdy over Dak Prescott right now, okay? Jared Goff, what I, should I uh, – they're already leading their division, already been in the Super Bowl. Of course, I would take Jared Goff. It wasn't just a Sean McVay thing. Trevor Lawrence, again, bigger, stronger, faster. Also won a playoff game, very young. Um I don't think that's really uh, that's really saying too much. Number eleven, Matt Stafford. Even today, uh, I know he lost to the Eagles last week. Already got a Super Bowl ring. Stronger arm. Uh, just hey, look at it. I mean, it is what it is. He was on the one of the worst organizations in the history of football between Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns. Once he got onto a competent head coach, he got a Super Bowl ring. Not in love with Stafford, but I'll probably take him over Dak. Okay, he's more talented player. Okay, Dak is between 12 and 13. Uh, I might take Dak over Russell Wilson today, not in his prime today, because Dak is more liked by his teammates, even though I know he had a little back and forth with uh, Stefan Diggs or Trayvon Diggs. Um, as far as guys like CJ Stroud, not enough resume for the other players. Uh, some people may throw in a Ryan Tannehill. I don't know about that either. Uh, but but yeah, he's it's 12 or 13, so he's not a top 10 quarterback, in my opinion. Uh, do a lot of quarterbacks, are, are a lot of quarterbacks overpaid? Yes, Ryan Tannehill's overpaid. Dak Prescott's overpaid. Um, Mike Ryan was overpaid, even though he did get to a Super Bowl. Uh, this is the, Daniel Jones. Does that leave without saying yes? He's overpaid. Uh, it, it's just, it's just the market of of the position with teams not being too afraid to move on. Kirk Cousins, yes, he's overpaid. And by the way, I mean, if you want to throw Lamar Jackson in there. Uh, Dak is Dak's been more of a consistent passer than Lamar, but, uh, but some people would take Lamar over him. So, but me, uh, yeah, he's he's between twelve and thirteen. So he uh, so to answer Jack Hurst's question, I, I would not take uh, Dak in the top ten. I wouldn't take him in the top ten. Uh, Carlos, do you think that Cousins is not overpaid? God, he's been overpaid his whole career. He's another guy fold like he's like the Braves. Fold like a cheap suit in the uh big games. All right. Let's see. Speaking of Buffalo Bills, okay, Bills, as I predicted, folks, I thought that Jacksonville would play really well if you take the points. Uh they did more than that. They won the game. They they went up and beat uh Buffalo. In London, now, Buffalo loses two defensive stars here. They lose two defensive stars. I'm trying to look out and see who it was. It doesn't look good. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Matt Milano, their leading linebacker, and their defensive tackle, Daquan Jones. Uh, Remember last week, uh, 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 their cornerback there, 
Trayvon White or whatever. Uh, he, he, they've got out. They went back and signed Josh Norman, who's 35 years old. Uh, I saw at the end of that game, I know some of you may have caught this on social media, that uh, Stefan Diggs tears up a tablet at the end of the game. Now, well, you say, well, Tom Brady did that. That is true. Tom Brady threw a hissy fit, tore up a couple of tablets. Uh, he's been known to go off on his offensive line. That being said, he's not walked out on the team. Uh, he's not gotten traded, uh, demanded trades for teams. He didn't complain like that when the team was way up and he didn't have a bunch of touchdowns. Uh, I remember one time the Patriots played and LeGarrette Blunt had like four touchdowns against the Colts. Brady didn't do nothing. He just wanted to get the win, you know? He, he just wanted to get the win. So they are going through some diversity right now. And as I was fearful of for Buffalo fans is the fact that what, what, how, how was Stefan Diggs going to handle this? Is he going to demand to get off this team? Uh, when things get tough, things just got a little tough. They're starting to lose Tredavious White. I'm sorry. Yeah. Tredavious, the cornerback that you lose your leading corner. Uh, you lost to a couple defensive guys. You're going to be more susceptible to the run by the way. And they didn't even run the ball that much. That's my issue with them. They they get out of what they do good. They it, 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 they're kind of like the Cowboys. If if they're not successful early with the run, they never go back to it. They never emulate the run. You know, uh, looking back at the box score here, I mean they ran for twenty nine yards, folks. James Cook. Remember, he was balling out the other day, negative four yards. Josh Allen, uh, you know, one interception, threw 40 times in that game. They ran for 29. Uh, no, excuse me. They ran for 14. They ran for 29 yards. I mean, Stephon Diggs, he can't be too messed up. 11 targets, eight catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Understand sometimes you've got to pass to set up the run. Uh, I would have been throwing more balls. To my running backs underneath, I, I did know that James Cook did get three catches for 25 yards. Uh, it's not the end of the world. I'm just curious at how that 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 uh, Josh Allen's going to handle this, how the team is going to handle this, how is Stephon Diggs going to handle this going forward. Now, that being said, they're three and two. You know, they beat Miami, okay? They, they, they have beat Miami head-to-head. Even though Miami uh, did win, they beat up on the Giants last week. Uh, Miami's still a very good team. Uh, so we'll see how this thing plays out. Uh, the Jets, you know, I'll talk about them in a minute, but uh, I don't know if they'll see too much out of them. They've had some injuries starting to pile up. Looks like Elijah Barry Tucker's out. Uh, the Patriots are in the cellar. Oh, man. Boy, they're in the cellar. So, anyways. Let's see how they handle this, okay? Halloween's come up. So why do you keep talking about that? Well, today is October 9th. That's the trade deadline. Do you trade a Stefan Diggs to somebody? You know, just get him out of the just get him out of the uh out of the room uh when things go rough. That's discussions. I guarantee you that, that Sean uh McDermott and the management here are having there privately, okay? Pathetic upper management, uh, 50 hours before the game. Yeah, so I thought that that would be a huge advantage. Uh, Jacksonville, been there many of times, many of times, Jacksonville. Plus, they were there two weeks. I said that that would happen. Okay, Chad, uh, Trevor Lawrence said Buffalo were sleepyheads there overseas. Uh, yeah, probably so. They are five hours ahead if you're looking at if you're living in the eastern time zone so if you're coming from the west coast you add three more to that that's a full 8 hours yeah uh carlos what are you are you sober yeah i would take jared goff over Dak prescott super bowl non super bowl super bowl non super bowl division leader non division winner I just think you try to be contrarian, but you are up in your contrarian picks. Kudos to you. 
but I was right about that. The 49ers won the game, didn't I? So, uh, of course, he says he'd take Cousins for New York team. Cousins is terrible in the limelight. He would he would fold. He would wet the bed in New York. So, uh, Brock Purdy, body clock was off. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. And uh, But, you know, we'll see what happens. Jacksonville's just three and two here. So, uh, okay. Going out west. Going back out west. Excuse me. Okay. Nathaniel Hackett gets hit the last laugh, okay? Uh, I told you all this would be one of the games that I would take here. Uh, the Jets plus two. And, of course, not only did the Jets do that, they went up there and won this game. Um, let's see. Man, I was reading a stat here. Dak Prescott, four interceptions this season. Uh, Brock Pretty has four career interceptions. But that don't say much. He's only played a season and a half. Man. Okay, here we go. I'm trying to see if I can find this. Um, all right. All right. So, uh, John Lynch, man, I had so many notes here, folks, but I wanted to get a few notes here on this particular, here we go. Uh, it may have been the worst coaching jobs in the history. It may have been the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. Sean Payton talking about Nathaniel Hackett. And I told you all, I said, Watch, mark my word. They're gonna they're gonna circle that game, and they're gonna play well against Denver. Okay, and sure enough, Nathaniel Hackett gets the win here. Uh, Zach Wilson's no touchdowns, but you know he he did have uh, he did have a, a decent game. Eric did have one pick, but he made some big throws. Brees Hall, hundred and seventy seven yards in that particular game, and Denver man, they giving up. 31 points. Now I'm thinking to myself, um, now I'm thinking to myself, Sean Payton privately, folks, this is between me and you, Sean Payton privately is thinking, you know, I don't know if I should have took this job. I, th I think he was very eager to get back into coaching. I think he was uh, jonesing for it when he, he went out west in L.A. to the Fox Sports studios. And, uh, you know, his daughter was going to USC. She's playing some kind of sports up there on Fox Sports Radio with, with the Skip and, and, and Colin Cowherd and uh, Shannon, and all those shows. And now he looks 10 years older just watching him coach on the sideline with this Denver team, you know, uh, I, I think he, he doesn't realize now that, man, this is, this is probably not a good job. You know, they're giving up 31 points uh, to the uh, New York jets here, 177 uh, yards rushing there. Thank you. Tempo Lee. 177 yards rushing. Uh, you know, they, they traded away Randy Gregory. I talked about that. Um, you just got to wonder. They're dead last in the league uh, defense against the rush. They're dead last in total yards. Uh, I just thought about it this morning when I was looking at this, folks. Uh, George Payton. Who, who the heck is George? I call him Patton, but I think it goes by Payton. P-A-T. Pat. Patton. Uh, whatever. Payton, Patton. The general manager, he was there with the old regime, with the old ownership. This this ownership took over in 22, right? George Patton's been there since 21, all right? Uh, George Patton, um, George Patton there, they may want to do away with him ownership, okay? So ownership is... It, they're, they're, they're a little bit hesitant there, uh, I want to say, and what what that they uh, want to do here. You know, I think they, they may do away with this guy. Think about it. He brought all these players in, including Russell Wilson. You know, Randy Gregory, 
Uh, remember Bradley Chubb? He's been traded, folks. He's been traded away to the uh, to to uh, to Miami. Okay, they've got rid of Randy Gregory. Uh, they owe some money to Randy Gregory. They owe a lot of money to Russell Wilson. Okay, Patrick Sertan was very promising coming out as a, at the cornerback position. They're getting thrown on. They're getting. I just read up. I've read up their defensive stats. This thing, it may be a teardown. I mean, they may be major sellers, but here's my thing. What are they going to sell on defense? You know, they'll probably they going to sell Sumlin. They're going to sell Judy. Judy was mentioned back in the offseason. Jerry Judy was. Okay. So um, I just think that uh, he, he may have some kind of buyer's remorse. I, I think there's a possibility that um, they're going to be back in this quarterback market. And I've just mentioned the other day on this program that if you look at what look at what the Rams have done, okay, seventy million. I know they didn't win Sunday, but seventy million dollars in dead cap just allocated to this year, okay. And now, but it's off. It's like a quick bankruptcy, right? So maybe maybe they can allocate some of this money for Wilson. And, and to do something with it, I think they could possibly get out of it. I, I still think that there's a possibility. Uh, there's a possibility they can just go young. Now they did. I do like what they did this year. In air quotes. This off season, uh, come come March, I, I, I like the fact that they added Ben Powers, okay, at, at left guard, uh, McClinsky at, at right tackle. I saw them make some plays the other day, okay. I like that. I like that, like Kirk Cousins will say, right? But other than defensively, I mean, they're a total tire fire. Uh, these receivers aren't playing that good, okay? Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tempo asked, does the, do, do I think the Chiefs need a new rod receiver? I think that they have to work out one. Um, they're definitely in the driver's seat in this division. I did not think they would win it. They still might not win it. They still might not win it. We ain't got to worry about Denver. There's some buyer's remorse there, you know. Um, but I think Sean Payton probably give it another year or two, and then he may re-retire. That's in my opinion. That's what I'm thinking. He's thinking, okay? But back to, uh, like, the your question with Kansas City, they, they may go after wide receiver, Um what if Buffalo trades with them? I don't know. That would be crazy. But uh, maybe somebody in the NFC would trade with him. And I don't know anybody off the top of my head that would uh, want to trade a receiver. I know I know they would love to get rid of Diggs in Buffalo, contrary to what you may be hearing. I know there's a lot of people. Remember there was the reporter that said something like, the guy's just such a mega. She didn't know she was on a hot mic. Then she had a. Then she had to uh, uh, later apologize about it. She didn't know she was on a hot mic about Diggs. So yeah, Kansas City could probably use another receiver. Uh, low ankle sprain for Travis Kelce again. Not to sound like a hater, I'm a realist. The guy's 34 years old, just had a birthday. I said they're going to have injury problems out of Kelce this year. I totally nailed that. Uh, he he missed game one. They lost to Detroit. Uh, he, he, he missed some plays, got taped up, scored a touchdown against Minnesota, got the win, got the win. I also had that in the points. I said that they would win by three and by four better. They did. Uh, but yeah, they're going to have, they're going to have to sky more. It's not quite there. This rice kid is very young. He's a rookie. Uh, uh, they may work out something. They would love to work out something with an in-division team like the Raiders and get and get uh, Devontae Adams. But you would have to look, to probably realistically, look towards the NFC. Somebody that's not doing well in the NFC that may, uh, maybe a Mike Evans. How about that? Uh, I still think that uh, maybe a Hollywood Brown, somebody like that. But I think Tampa's going to fall off. I think Tampa will eventually fall off. Maybe a Mike a Godwin or a Mike Evans, somebody like that. 
Okay, Pickle says the Braves catcher just hit a two-run homer. Okay, so did they cut it the four to two, Pickles? You know, maybe I dog them some more. That breaks up the no-hitter. Yeah, they had a no-hitter going there for a while. Maybe they can go back and win this thing six to four here. Let's see what they Pickles is talking about the Brave game. Let's take a quick moment here. Uh, it's four to three. Are they still down? I guess they, yeah, I guess you were telling me they're still down and it's bottom of the seventh and one out is court, according to my phone, which may be behind. I know you're watching it live, Pickles. Uh, well, that's, uh, they scored three runs in 16 innings. So uh, about time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> not to be a harsh critic, but man, I just call it like I see it, folks. So, yeah, uh, maybe a Mike Evans to answer your question. Tempo, if you want to come on the program sometime, just reach out, man. We'll, we'll talk a little football, do a little biography on you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Okay. Uh, Pickle says 4-3, go Braves. Uh, I was talking about the Chiefs and the Braves. Now I got to get the Tomahawk chop out. Only do that if they go up 6-4, okay? And, and that be the final score in that particular game. Okay. Which leads me to good scope, bad scope. Where I was right, where I was wrong, when I'm wrong, I own it. I own it like nobody's business, okay? Okay. Uh, good scope. We just talked about this. Jacksonville and London is almost a lock. You know, the second time they went to London, they had a terrible team, two or three coaches ago, right? And I remember watching them, and it might have been second time, I don't know. And I remember it was a really hot uh, Baltimore Raven team. Ravens were playing good at the time. Uh, I want to say like a Joe Flacco-led team. Uh, they wasn't too far removed from the Super Bowl. And that that – Baltimore Raven team that wasn't too far. They got beat like 43 to 10. I mean, Jacksonville beat them like a drum that game. And I thought, man, these guys really, you know, maybe this guy just doesn't make a lot of money in those home stands. Uh, this this con guy who's uh, Mr. Con who owns the uh, owns the franchise. But they're there all the time. They beat up on the Ravens. This was several years ago. The Ravens are always good since they've been called Ravens. And so, so you know, like I said, thought they would beat Atlanta. Beat Atlanta 23-7. to Thought they would get within that score possible upset of Buffalo. They get the outright win against Buffalo. And that was a good scope. Okay, bad scope. Uh, Tennessee. Thinking Tennessee's offensive line issues would uh would be so much better. Tennessee with their offensive line issues uh would get destroyed by by Cincinnati a few weeks ago, you know. Uh we know what happened. They they went 27 to 3. Uh they have won uh considering the fact that they lost three straight to Cincinnati and they get um their best offensive line back which is a, a Peter Skonorski. Uh, they get Peter Skonorsi back there, and they get Nicholas Petit Farid back. They're going on the road. They're playing a um, they're playing a team with a rookie quarterback that they knock him out of the game. Another injury there, and he's going to be out for maybe a month. Is Anthony Richardson knock him out of the game? The backup comes in. And Tennessee, who just beat the Cincinnati AFC Championship team, blow them out, and then they lose this game. Can't take them serious. Cannot take them serious. And the only thing I can think of after sleeping on it a night is Tennessee was uh, – Sonorski was uh, – he, he's a pendant ruptured uh, a few weeks ago, and he's very light. He's lost a lot of weight. He's not got his timing back. Um, they were held to under 30 yards rushing, totally shut down, maybe a little bit more than that, totally shut down by the Colts' defensive line. And Zach Moss, remember what I said, you can do a lot in this league. You do not have to be an all-world quarterback-driven team 
if you have a very good defense offensive line, okay? And the Colts ran up on Tennessee. Uh, Zach Moss had a really good day. Well over 100 yards against Tennessee. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, they had the number four offensive line in the NFL coming into the Tennessee game. Yeah, Quentin Nelson blowing the Tennessee Titans tackles off the line of scrimmage. This Zach Moss guy, big run. And to the credit, not to just pound on Tennessee, they ran like that on Baltimore. Same guy, Zach Moss. Now, Taylor had some okay runs. That was his first game back in a long time, Jonathan Taylor. But this Zach Moss guy, he was plowing over. Yeah, they were running through him. You know, Quentin Nelson. That's why I pound and pound and pound on this table. Spend the money on the offensive line. You can win games that you're not supposed to win. You can beat star-studded teams. Get the big uglies there. Okay? That with the rookie quarterback, then you got a backup. You see? And Derrick Henry couldn't get any momentum going. They couldn't get any push on the other side, so they lose. But but, but that's why I, I just say I don't trust them. I, I, that's why I did not put this team in the playoffs. And I'm sure they'll bounce back and they'll play hard against Baltimore, a team that uh, uh, I'll probably get until – Baltimore tomorrow. I guess I could talk to him. I, I didn't realize I'd be this far ahead of time. Uh, talk about them here in a minute. But they, they're a team that just they got sucker punched by Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's that team. They they you, everything could be fine, and they can beat you on special teams. They can beat you on a big defensive play. Uh, they're very aggressive. The league seems to overlook a lot of their cheap shots with Pittsburgh. Uh, that's the way things happen with them. So the Titans are just going back to the Tennessee Titans. I was wrong about them going on a run and going on possible run after beating that Cincinnati team. And maybe it was just the offensive line. Those players weren't ready. But when you got these defensive minded head coach, you, you, you lack creativity, you lack creativity. Now they look great against Cincinnati. But I think they put their guard down and said, we're going to go back to what we used to do because we got our guys back. We're not we're not going to put a lot of creativity into this game plan because we got this. We got this, you know. Uh, yeah, you got that. You got an L. You got an L. They have won, I think, what, four or five straight over, over uh, Indianapolis. And you got beat by, by Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson, you know. So that was a bad loss. That that was um, one of the worst losses of Rabel's career because they they should have been major favorites in that game, you know, honestly. And they didn't show up. They 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 thought that they could just roll their helmets out there and, and win, and that made me look bad. So uh, I was wrong about them going on a run. They lost the very next game, consistently inconsistent, you know. Okay, good scope. Having the 49ers as my top of my Power Five two weeks in a row, uh, they dominated Dallas. Uh, nobody expected a 30-point win. Uh, more points scored on the on the uh, Dallas defense in the previous four games combined. Nobody had that. If you would have put an alternate point spread as uh, uh, 49ers, say, Say you're doing, uh, and I've been playing with this a lot here lately. If you do an alternate point spread per se, uh, would say Dallas my, uh, minus thirty, that, those odds would have been like plus five thousand. It would have been way up there. It'd been way up there. You would have made a lot of money. I don't think hardly anybody did it because it would have probably got reported, and I'm through to put several thousand on it. So nobody saw that coming. Uh, but I think that was a good scope by me. I, I have this team make it into the Super Bowl. I have Cincinnati beating them in the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're going to beat them in the Super Bowl. But I will say this. Cincinnati, um, they look good Sunday. You know, people say, well, what, what do you mean? You're putting in air quotes when you're talking about his injury. I, I don't know what to believe when talking to a head football coach. 
They lie so much, I don't even know if these head football coaches is their actual name. You know, the Patriots for years lied about Brady's injuries. Brady would go through a whole season, win the Super Bowl, and then they said, well, he had a, had a surgery here. I'm like, God, he wasn't even on the injury report. You know, he was questionable a month ago. Uh, and then, then it was probable. So you don't know what to believe. I don't know how, how, what, how or what the issue is with Joe Burrow's calf. I know he looked pretty good. I know Jamar Chase, if you could give the MVP to a wide receiver, uh, I don't know about getting the MVP, but I'd give him the game. But I did had people's Jamar Chase had 15 catches and three touchdowns the other day. 15 catches, three touchdowns, over what, 150 yards, some crazy number like that. Uh, it was just uh, T- Higgins was out, and it was the Jamar Chase, Joe Burrows. I mean, Jamar Chase is going to shatter some records in this league if Burrow can stay relatively healthy. You know, relatively um, healthy there. Okay, bad scope. Man, I'll tell you, I, I cannot, like my dad would say, in, in, I cannot hit the raw side of a barn in college, folks. I, uh, this transfer portal, um, I can't get a handle on it. I just cannot, and I need to bring Keith Engel back, maybe on Wednesday, right? Because he's got a handle on on this transfer portal, you have to start looking at different sites and look at the rankings of the transfer portal. Uh, I did not think that uh, Oklahoma, I, I broke Brett Vettables for dead. I mean, when I saw them lose, what they lose seven games last year. And I thought to myself, he didn't lose that many players. He didn't lose that many players to, um, he didn't lose, uh, um, that many players to the transfer portal. I mean, he brought in some players from Clemson. Uh, I thought this guy is, is coordinator material. He's way over his head. Uh, people's going to be talking about him being done midway through the second season, which is now. And instead, instead, Oklahoma beats Texas, the number three team in the country. And it felt like Texas was never really in it. Uh, Texas felt a step off all the way throughout that game. Okay, and I, I, you know the way they played Alabama, uh, that, that Quinn yours guy, you know he can he can play great sometimes, and then sometimes he cannot. Uh, he seemed like he was pressing, uh, but this Gabriel guy played well. There's a transfer. He was not a young player. We talked about that Friday. So Venables. Uh, what are they, fifth now? Oklahoma, I was off about that. Uh, you know, Alabama, after they lost to Texas, uh, the, as close as those Texas A&M games with Jimbo Fisher, I was for sure, for sure. By the way, this Johnson quarterback, last name Johnson, I forgot it, Max Johnson, I think is his name. He's the son of Super Bowl champion Brad Johnson. With the with the Texas A and M long uh, or Texas hate him with with the Tampa Bay Buck team that won the Super Bowl back in 02 I just talked about earlier. He's the he's that son. So I was seeing all this stuff before the game. They're up by a touchdown at halftime, and Saban makes some adjustments, uh, and they win the game. Uh, Alabama comes back, wins the game. Uh, what's his name? Moreau. Uh, the guy I thought that was just dead for right, didn't make any mistakes, had some good throws out of the pocket for Alabama. Now they're still alive. Now, originally I had them win a national championship, but after seeing them lose to Texas at home and then could not do nothing against USF on the road the next week, I'm thinking Alabama's dead for right. But they got a big win over Ole Miss a few weeks after that. The next week, then they go on the road and beat uh, Texas A&M down there in College Station. So now, if you want to look at Alabama's uh, future, now they got to play LSU. Well, LSU's their resume is not that good this year. You know, it's just not that good. So I was, I've just been wrong about college football this year in general. I can't get a hand on it. I feel like I've been right about Colorado. They was going to be better than people think. 
they're not going to be national championship good, but I think they'll win. And that, by the way, they did beat what's Arizona State or somebody. They got another win. I thought they went seven or eight games. That's a heck of a lot better than one in ten. Um, I thought Georgia was overrated, and they still may be. But look, look at what Kentucky did. You know, look at what Kentucky did. I mean, they 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 blew in there and laid an egg. But I, I never did like that quarterback. So, but anyways, yeah. So so uh, Alabama kind of settling in. Those five star players are playing the way that they were recruited to play, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I, it was a bad scope about the college game. Uh, yeah, uh, at least you didn't pick Kentucky over Georgia. Glad I didn't bet. I started to pick – I, I put Kentucky with the alternate point spread of 21 and a half. You can do that. Still didn't have enough points. The point spread was 14 and a half. Uh, Georgia was just too strong. They're too deep. And they did not give the ball to this Ray Davis guy who looks like LaDainian Thomason out there running back enough in the flat. Uh, they put too much on that quarterback who's not that good, this Leary guy for Kentucky. So I've been off about college all year, all year. And I'm telling you right now, on Friday, I'll talk with um, – on Friday, we'll talk with Carlos about the Washington-Oregon game, okay? you got Michael Penix, big Heisman front runner right now for Washington, great deep ball, scoring about 35 points a game. Then you got the season guy, been there a long time, Bo Nix for Oregon. That's going to be the game of the week. Uh, I'm going to really study that game before I just come up here giving you some wild uh, answer there. So that is what that I would uh, definitely study. So just been off about college this year. That was a bad scope here. So folks, I'll get more into the NFL tomorrow. By the way, Fire Bill was trending on Twitter last night. Fire Bill, as in Fire Bill Belichick, Pickles. Uh, I tell you, man, uh, like I said before about the Patriots, is it still the bottom of the seventh tier? Uh, Bottom of the eighth tier. Yep. Uh, Well, uh, Braves better do something. They're running out of of innings. They're running out of innings here. So, anyways, uh, that was trending. Uh, I think that's a little much. I would fire him as a general manager, and they may be sellers as well. Uh, come trade deadline, they still got some players to build up. Uh, they need to hire a real general manager. They need to do some overdo some scouting, and maybe Belichick will walk away. Hope he doesn't. Hope he doesn't. But if, or if he's fired, I do think that he'll get a job somewhere. Somebody will hire him. You know. But maybe he realized, hey, look, Bo, we gotta get regular general manager. We gotta get regular general manager here. We cannot have you doing that. That is not good. Okay. So, anyways, if you like the show, folks, please, please share the show. Okay. I'll be back on here tomorrow, same time, same place here on Sports Scope. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you.